Rules lawyer outsmarts himself and then has a fit. I had a player who played in a couple of campaigns. He was known to be a rules lawyer and was a bit of a pain to start, though I was relatively new to running games and he was reliable and local, which is a big plus when you live in a relatively rural area with a small pool of players. When we first got started, he would challenge me on rules mid-game. To keep things going, we defaulted to rule zero, after some pushback, and every game was followed by one to two page single space emails detailing the areas where he disagreed with my decisions. A few times I did not retcon, but made clarified rules for how things would proceed if it seemed like I made an incorrect call at the table. The vast majority of the time it boiled down to this is the way we're doing things in my games. Sorry if you disagree, and feel free to run a game by your rules. I'll even join as a player. We started a long-running campaign, in a crazy homebrewed world, during the heyday of D&D 3.5. There were six players. I allowed some third-party content, so everyone had slightly overpowered characters. Rarely do a group of players complain if they have too many strong abilities, after all, and this was a mostly fun game. It didn't stop the long post-game emails, and they continued to get longer every week, from Mr. Rule's lawyer, finally topping out at four-plus pages after every game session. We had played the campaign from level 1 up to level 12, over more than a year, when they decided to try to rob the very well-protected vaults belonging to a lich. It was known this place was heavily trapped, and the one gap the group had struggled with the entire time was not having a rogue. They came up with inventive ways of finding and triggering and dodging traps. I was fine with this. After the umpteenth trap in this particular session, they had located yet another magical trap. The rest of the party retreated 60 feet around a corner, with the intention of sending in a summon minion to trigger it. Mr. Rule's lawyer mocked the rest of the group for their cowardice and explicitly stated, These traps always have a radius of 30 feet. I'm going to stand 31 feet away from the trap and watch it go off. This particular trap happened to be Circle of Death, which in 3.5 had a radius of 35 feet. I was doing my best to keep the devilish GM grin off my face, particularly since this was the third time they had found one of these, and I knew he was making a potentially fatal mistake with his character. The trap was triggered, the spell went off to the full radius, and Mr. Rule's lawyer rolled a natural one on his saving throw. Immediate character death results. First he whines that it isn't fair. Then he suggested I lied about the radius. After looking up the spell, he then accused me of changing the trap type after he declared where he was standing. So I showed the whole group my notes and the trap map for everything they had covered. I had written it all up in Word and printed out the notes, so it wasn't like I could easily change them with my pencil at the table. The group rested and the druid prepared a reincarnate to bring Mr. Rule's lawyer's character back to life, since he was their cleric. Rolling on the chart for the random reincarnation race, it was going to turn Mr. Rule's lawyer's character into a human, which really isn't that bad, even if it was going to change up his stats a bit, and they were getting high enough that with some effort and a side quest, they could have gotten his original race back. Instead, however, Mr. Rule's lawyer said his character would be offended to come back as a human, and would never do so. That the character's soul would rather stay dead. I asked to confirm. The other players told him to stop being dramatic. He insisted on this. I stated... The reincarnation fails because character's soul declines to come back. The body dissolves to ash, and she is permanently dead. Mr. Rule's lawyer then threw a fit about being permanently dead. I didn't budge. He chose death for his character over inconvenience, and I wasn't going to let that slide. I was happy to have him roll up a new PC, especially since the Lich had an entire area devoted to unique specimens coming up. It was the perfect place for the party to find his new PC and get back into the game. That night I received a six-page diatribe after the game. 
Mr. Rule's lawyer's final ultimatum was that I should allow his character to come back as a ghost, which can possess the bodies of other characters, both PCs and NPCs with no saving throw. While possessing a body, the ghost gets to keep all of his mental stats and character and class abilities, while gaining the body's physical stats and racial abilities. This possession had no time limit or way to end it, other than when I find a more suitable host I'll just move on. This was clearly broken and in no way sane power to grant to any PC, or even NPC. No saving throw versus indefinite possession. No way, no how. I declined. He insisted he was never coming back, which I confirmed was correct, and then permanently disinvited him from this and all future campaigns with me. I printed the entire exchange to share with the other players, so they would know why I did this, and they were amazed I had put up with the emails for this long, since they had no idea it was going on at all. After all was said and done, I discovered just how much extra stress those emails had added to my life, and actually felt rejuvenated and more excited to continue with the campaign. It was also a very valuable lesson in drawing boundaries with players, and I now cut off any of this behavior quite early. I don't mind if people disagree with my rulings and I'm happy to discuss it with players, so we're all in agreement on how to go forward. But someone questioning all of my decisions as a GM is clearly a bad fit and should not be in my group. I give this advice to other GMs and offer up this horror story as reasons you should not be afraid to set solid boundaries, even when you're new to running games. Great advice we can all use. This next rules lawyer isn't actually a very good rules lawyer at all. This not very good rules lawyer flips out when someone else uses rules correctly. Okay, I'm in this D&D campaign with a total of four people. DW, the druid. Me, a rogue. GM, and the rules lawyer. MK, paladin. We started this campaign in March 2022. This is my first campaign of D&D. We play every Wednesday. Our GM, the rules lawyer's sister, is in college and is very kind and creative. She's an amazing GM and never fails to amaze us. Her little brother, on the other hand, not as good. We play 5e on Roll20 and D&D Beyond. We're all a little new, so we use rules we look up or already know. The paladin, rules lawyer, has the most experience out of us and constantly tries to prove it. He acts like a dick in character, constantly making fun of my character, his in-game little brother, and he's extremely OP. He has made homebrew spells and magic items because of his backstory. The GM approves of these things because she doesn't want people to be upset. He has made a spell, for example, that allows himself to clone. He believes the clone spell isn't good enough. The spell is called Astral Clone, and he words it, I'm just taking versions of myself from the astral plane. This became overpowered very quickly. Our GM eventually shut this down, as Paladin was making nine clones of himself before each fight. He also happened to get the hand of Vecna from a traitor. The only downside is with magic, he loses control of his temper and has to fight his teammates. Of course, he found a way around this by not doing magic. He uses Divine Smite on a sword, Hand of Vecna's it, and does that two to three times a turn. Then nine clones do the same thing. It's insane. Recently, we finished my character's arc, which had us fight Vecna. Now's a good time to mention Paladin took the Oath of Conquest. Their way to break the oath is to show an enemy mercy. We fought Vecna and decided to let him live, which is showing mercy, right? I thought so and brought it up earlier today. He disagreed by saying things like, Why are you trying to nerf me? You're sabotaging me. And he continues on saying how I'm a horrible D&D player and how my character is bad. For reference, this is the second time throughout the entire campaign that I brought something up that might nerf his character. He brings up stuff to try and get us to not do certain things on our actions, saying that it's against the rules every single session. I've talked to the druid and he agrees that Paladin is a total rules lawyer and gets annoying. Our amazing GM has had to end the session because of the Paladin's arguments. 
She once had to end a session because Paladin screamed at me for using my bonus actions before my action. I apologized and said I didn't think it mattered. Both Druid and GM agreed with me. We got into a big argument this morning over the oath thing, so he's kicked me from Discord. I'm currently in the making for a campaign I plan on doing with those people. User Jurassic Pratt sums up the problem here perfectly. The player is a huge problem, yes, but the bigger problem here is your GM not taking control of the situation and handling it. I know you said you're all new, but you really need to talk with your GM about not letting this person steamroll them into doing whatever they want. Creating OP homebrew to make yourself the best isn't okay. Yelling at other players isn't okay. Controlling other players' actions isn't okay. Please talk to your GM about putting their foot down against this insanity. They're ultimately the arbiter of the game and have all the control. They need to learn to say no to this player. Has a rules lawyer tried to ruin your game? Tell us about it in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.